0: It's very it's very strange. It's it's a really off-putting trailer. I like, explained the premise to, to Jordan and she's like, Oh, that sounds interesting. And then she watched the trailer and she's like, This is this seems really like scatterbrained and weird. And I'm like, Yeah, well it's trigger. So <laughs> yeah. Which 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 yeah. meant nothing to her because she doesn't know what trigger <laughs> it is. I just said a word. Yeah. And it's got
1: Yeah, yeah, that's purple monkey, you know. It's got and of course like the fact it's it's gone down the Frank's route in in having it like a, a DNA BNA for its title, uh.
2: by by Frank stuff. Do you mean having two X's in the title implying chromosomes, or is there <laughs> something that goes on the show that is going to be
1: surprising? Mm, no, it, it's just it's like they they have a plot device. There's like literally something in there which is something like bistochloric nucleic acid. What so,
0: <laughs> what so. is Frank like? Is there someone at at Trigger who's just really obsessed with like DNA as a concept because that is, J- Duncan is right like Franks is, has the chromosomes and then BNA is like DNA but for beasts <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Keyframes, a podcast about anime. I'm your host, Ben Halliburton, and with me today is Duncan. Hey there. Jeff. Yellow. And John. Hi. It's, as promised, our ending slash beginning of the season, spring slash summer, uh, extravaganza. (laughs) Woo! Uh, So, yeah, thanks for joining us. We will be going through our lamentably impoverished
1: list of anime
0: that we that we watched the past two seasons this
1: this, Uh, there's
3: this pandemic going on yeah and we can't
1: go out and therefore we watch less anime apparently (laughs) well they also made less anime
3: (laughs) well it's not that i'm watching less anime well it is but it's that i'm watching more (laughs) k-dramas because that's who i am now Oh, speaking I, I of... You. Are, you watching, are you watching Kingdom on Netflix? I started it. I haven't Netflix. watched all of it. Like, I think I got it's a few episodes in, and then I just got distracted because, yeah, uh, that. But, <laughs> so, just a quick aside. Remember how Tower of God was a webtoon adapted uh, uh-huh. into an anime with Crunchyroll's help, and now mm-hmm. God of High School is? The best webtoon mm-hmm. adaptation I've seen so far is Strangers from Hell. It is a Korean drama. Or, <laughs> not really a drama it's more like a psychological horror thing um i don't know why they call it strangers from hell because the original name is hell is other people which is a way better title
1: oh that is mm. so much
3: better but anyway watch that on netflix webtoons are cool apparently maybe
0: it was already like trademarked yeah. that's maybe. possible that Sartre's estate would or no not Sartre, uh, it's, it's funny
3: because when i say hey google oh god it's gonna do the thing
0: why'd you do that it's always when I listening say,
3: hey google it uh and then I, i'm like "Hey, play strangers from hell on netflix and then says okay playing hell as other people on netflix i don't know why (laughs) why do they call it strangers from hell Uh, anyway who
0: knows why netflix does anything i don't think we're going to be talking about brand new animal but like it's just that one the amazing thing is like hey no shenanigans it just comes out and it's not netflix jail for months and months it's (laughs) jail for a month rather than, (laughs) than months and, but that's, what, what that's, is, yeah, that's Netflix house arrest, basically, it's yeah. much, much less <laughs> severe. So. But,
1: like, the, the opposite is, like, um, something which we haven't watched, but I'm going to try and watch this this season, is, like, um, Japan Sinks has come out literally at the same time in US-UK as it has in Japan. So who knows what's going on with what gets chosen and what doesn't by the almighty Netflix algorithm. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, who knows? Usually they do those release delays to prevent reverse piracy, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. Like J- J- Japan's relationship with streaming continues to be kind of baffling, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of been more slowly adopted there, probably because there's not as so much of an install base for laptops and home consoles. I anyway, still... back I... on track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, something that we all, or that the majority of us watched, we all watched Kakushi Goto.
3: Yes, No? I did not. Maybe?
1: I haven't finished. Watched one episode. But go on.
2: I, I mean, I finished. I mean, I, I can. Thought... I, I talked about it last time, so I can keep going. So
0: yeah, Kakushi Goto. Um, I want to say that I was vindicated that he's not dead. He was just in a coma, apparently. Yeah, but Andy's
3: not here. You can't. Uh, <laughs> I can't. can't rub that And he's
0: like, and like, it's pretty obvious what they're doing. I'm like, no. K- Koji Kumita does like his ending <laughs> reveals are always kind of like, haha Um, it's a very weird way to end the show. I thought it was, it was nice. I enjoyed a lot of it, but the idea, poor Duncan pulling off his headphones, uh, the idea that, uh, that like, yeah, he's in a, he's in a coma. And then when he wakes up, he can't remember that his daughter grew up and he has to kind of be gently guided back to both his love of manga, uh, which he, which he has lost that career, uh, courtesy of an internet cancel culture thing.
3: <laughs> so I have a, and, I have a question. Uh, I have only watched the first episode. Is this in a coma thing? Does that mean everything that's shown in the show was a dream? No. Or is it like, okay.
0: No. Cause you know, in, in there's, there's a framing device of, of her turning 18 and discovering that there is an identical house to the house she grew up by the seaside that contains boxes with gifts from her parents, her mother who died when she was very young and her father who is mysteriously absent of each year of her life. Uh, and there's this like wondering of like where is he because he's so devoted to her and so attached to her. Uh, and it ends up that uh trying to steal a palette of shonen jump, he we're still going, Duncan, sorry. Trying to steal a palette of shonen jump, uh, he gets crushed by uh, it and goes into a coma. Um and then yeah, he wakes up and she's too old and she doesn't like, he doesn't recognize her. And so they he immediately goes back to drawing manga, except he's exactly repeating the manga that he's already drawn, and uh, then he finally wakes up because she like says a couple of impassioned things to him, and I mean wakes up from his from his amnesia, uh, and it's the end. And they find out that she's an artist too, and also is interested in manga. Uh, so it's,
3: it's she's drawing cute... smut though, like he did. She's <laughs> drawing smart,
0: but... Well, well, he's really proud because she was she's like has like classical training as an artist, but then she's drawing okay. <laughs> manga, so it is still like him like her, you know, error being continued. I enjoyed it. I didn't. I didn't need that really complex plot-heavy ending with, like, reversal after reversal, but it wasn't bad. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think?
2: I, I like, the... I mean, it it somewhat vindicates the whole thing. Is like, you know, the big central tension <laughs> We're of the all show. vindicated. <laughs> Sorry? Oh,
0: We're all vindicated, apparently. The, it, you know, <laughs> it's sort
2: of like... Like, the central tension of the show is he's hiding his life from his daughter, and his daughter... Is like shown over and over again to be like super chill about everything, and it's like you know as soon yeah. as she's gonna find out, it's gonna be like, oh nice, that's awesome, I'm happy for you. And, oh cool,
0: my my father, my father was a cool artist, that's neat. Yeah,
2: and you know, in the wind. Half <laughs> of the you know the big thing at the end is you know he wakes up and they're still you know you know continuing the charade, and then he finally figures out that this girl who looks exactly like his daughter, only seven years older, is his daughter. Uh, and he just like, you know, immediately he freaks out, yeah, bye, yeah, bye, yeah, bye. And like, you know, he cannot like, yeah. <laughs> he can't, you know, he just like literally cannot continue the charade and that's what breaks it down finally. Uh, uh-huh. and then, you know, like you were saying, like she goes into his business and, you know, he's not entirely satisfied by that, but she is. And that's sort of, you know, part of being a parent is like, you know, they, you know, you want better for them that you had, but you don't always know what they want and those things conflict and and you know the whole show is just, you know, mostly I mean, like, I would say like it, it's it's good natured. Like the the weird B plot of like every adult woman other than his assistants trying to marry him sort of makes a little bit more sense because, you know, he's also revealed to be holding a candle for the idea that his wife is still alive because she was like lost at sea. Which is like a very weird yeah. way to the
0: idea that the idea that is this... <laughs> the idea that his manga career was ruined because people found out that he's been spending all his money on uh on certain like private search parties for his lost wife and they mm-hmm. think it's inappropriate that he's writing like like erotic gag manga um
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> while while searching for his dead wife and so that like destroys his career
2: um, Yeah, like and everybody his, has to admit and, and, yes, and, 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 and like uh yeah it's like, it oh, we can't, we can't laugh at these jokes anymore because it's too sad.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I didn't watch more than one episode because I did enjoy it a lot. And then I, I just mean, uh, fell off immediately.
0: <laughs> I, I feel you because I love Koji Kumita and I thought that the show was beautiful and funny. And, but it was still like a weirdly frictional show. You could just like any episode could be the last episode. <laughs> I almost felt like at some point. Um, he always kind of like learns to like appreciate his little daughter more as a human being. Um, but not enough to stop his bullshit, and that's <laughs> that's basically where it ends at the end, but with a, a bit more to do around it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm glad we got more Koji Kumata. Um, also, God, his editor turns out to be an asshole at the end. It's so <laughs> weird how how what a, like a worthless sh- like shithead his his editor is. I would be uncomfortable working with Koji Kumata as his editor on this manga because I'm like, is this is this me? <laughs> <laughs> is this- <laughs> Oh Jesus! I think the other one that we all have that we all watched and we've discussed to death, so I'm not going to go into it very deep, uh, is uh, "My Next Life as a Villainess: All Routes Lead to Doom," aka Hamifura or Bakarina. Um, it's good. I'm glad it's getting a second season. Uh, I <laughs> thought the ending was a was a massive cop out, but nothing that I didn't expect, and it's cute. Yep. <laughs> and and everyone's friends. It's the friendship ending, which in a which in a harem anime. Is bad. It's basically the, the <laughs> fail state. But in but when you're worried about getting murdered, everyone being friends is is the best possible outcome.
2: And yeah. and the show being called "Oh, routes lead to doom," you know, mm-hmm. right there. Well, as she as forgot as two. She thing.
0: forgot two routes. That's the funny thing is she was pre prepared, but she forgot about the friendship route and she forgot about the secret dudes gonna murder you route.
4: Yeah, uh, that
0: guy. So. <laughs> so. All routes that I know of lead to doom. Is what they should correct. The uh, some routes lead to doom. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyone else have any responses to to Baccarina that covers new ground? I mean, new
3: ground. No, I got nothing. Very <laughs> thirsty as hell. That's about it.
0: Yeah. Oh man, she is. I was thought wondering if she was going to end up together because she is the most aggressive one when it comes to pushing.
3: <laughs> yeah, pushing her. Very aggressive.
0: Well, uh my my uh, girlfriend who was watching it with me and ended up liking it a lot really appreciated when they were having their sleepover and they're like, Well, what would you do if you had a if you had a partner? Um, and everyone's giving answers and then Mary gives some an answer that like clearly makes it clear that her uh, that her ideal partner's a woman and she's like, What if it was a dude? And she's like, A dude? Oh, I don't know. I, I kinda just wanna be with you. <laughs> That's it. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's very cute. And she was because I, I spent the entire anime warning her that, that anime loves queer baiting. I don't think she was that disappointed and she was kind of happy that like it's mm. a show about how you undervalue friendship and just like being a nice person and having friends is like more important than you realize, which is nice because I expected someone to end up with her and I expected it to be a dude. and so I'm actually not that upset about everyone's friends. No one gets <laughs> murdered. Even the dark magician who tried to murder everybody, his uh, friends now. Like so, he's he's going to return
2: like, as like another part of the gang. Has, yeah, yeah he's the
0: like he's it. the Sasuke.
2: So nice. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I watched everything not, up to let, the, the the time skip, and I'm, I have a feeling that like does, does the show get like significantly different at that point?
0: Not it wasn't really. that like I
2: stopped watching it for any particular reason. It just kind of stopped watching it, John style.
0: They're they're older <laughs> and there's like a bit more romance and that's really it.
2: Hmm. Okay. It's, just, it's
0: just nice.
1: Everyone's nice. The end. I think she's become a bit more secure by that point. She's less like anarchy about her doom routes. Like she's she in the in the early bit when she, she's young, she's she's like, oh god, this person's gonna kill me he, in this particular way or that particular way. So I've got to avoid it at all costs. So I've got to be friends with them because otherwise they're gonna kill me. And by the end, it's just like, oh, I am just happen to be friends with this person. But on this particular t- date, these th- fates will conspire against me and I have to prepare for that date. And so it's it's like, it's become like, just like, uh, how can I put it? It's like a, it's gone from a, like acute phobias to like a, a more generalized anxiety. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, 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 that's counterbalanced by, and I think we talked about this in the last discussion. So we're already beginning to cover over... Tr- cover over the same ground but uh but just like the idea that she's like stealing all the the romance flags from other people because like befriend it's like kind of a weird commentary that befriending someone and trying to fuck them in dating games is the same thing so so the idea that she's trying to befriend all these people and they're all falling in love with her because she's using all of the romance she's like hitting all of the romance flags complimenting mary's uh skill with uh skill with the gardening and complimenting uh encouraging
3: what's-his-face to play music angry brother to play music alan come on alan you don't know alan's name he's one of the best alan is a good <laughs> boy
1: let's, let's let's face it but i don't like uh before before we completely go off the uh the eventual villain of the villainess um i i just want to comment on 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 just like Two weird names, like so. The eventual villain's name is Sirius Dyke, or I'm gonna—it's either Dyke or Dick. (laughs) Either way, it's a really weird name to give a character. Even even if you're you're trying to do make him sound Dutch or German or whatever, it's just. Welcome to anime, my friend.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is this is Quill Schwamby or uh, Ray Pembler from Death Note, or I think the gold standard for just nonsense, uh, nonsense English names. Yeah. The
1: the more the the more weird one for for me. And I, I, it's a shame Andy's not here, so I can't ask him as well. But um, h- how can I put this? Um, Mary Hunt is rhyming slang for something quite rude. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I personally just think it's weird that Mary
0: and Maria are are both character names. That's something that I feel like your editor would block, but they they're pronounced so differently when they're when they're uh, transliterated to Japanese. yeah what bothered me is that they is that they kept pronounced they kept spelling Gerald's name as Giordo as opposed to <laughs> G- Gerald, which is a perfectly normal name. <laughs> Giordo is not an I mean, Sorry if we have any, like, Italian <laughs> listeners or something. Uh, but even so, that's that's Jacopo. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, so, yeah. So- Rock happy for it to come back. Um, hope there's less terror and more friendship, but who knows? Hope hope <laughs> we get some, some cool lesbian or bisexual people. Uh, male, homosexual. Just, I hope that it continues to be kind of queer, and I hope that it eventually that it doesn't do the Yuri on Ice route of just just making its money on making on them queer baiting
3: not kiss but kiss and then never do anything else mm-hmm. <laughs> we call that the Quora. uh <laughs> so
1: like it's, it's, it's weird like um like I, i'm gonna just very briefly touch on on this show which is brand new animal did something very similar uh this slash last season this season depend on where we class it. depend on netflix slash japan release date but if you ha- have two people or and they're looking at each other in in eyes in the reflection of a, a, a car driving down a, a dimly lit street with like street lights and knowingly lo- looking in, into each other's eyes and creeping to each other's bedrooms and and holding each other's hands and and you're you don't have the guts to have them at least kiss then it's like god damn it netflix well god damn it trigger frankly like they i like as you said anime has a bad um history for queer baiting and like i think the first time i really became conscious of it was kill the kill with Ako <laughs> and um i've temporarily forgot the protagonist uh does anyone remember <laughs> the protagonist of Kill the Kill? Come on people.
0: Uh something co Matoko. Ryuko. <laughs> Ryuko. Hey, there we go.
1: Ryuko, Dragon Girl. Come on, Ryuko. That's oh, that <laughs> what it means. But yeah, like I, I like that they they really heavily he implied that for a lot of it. And then at the end, oh, actually, it's gamagoria and her. So don't worry about that at all.
0: Yeah, I think they have a... She gets a case of the not gaze at the end. Yeah. As, all, as everyone has to do. <sighs> okay, well, now we go into the part of the podcast where I don't talk that much because it's the shows I didn't watch. Um, does anyone want to talk about seeing
1: yesterday? You start, Jeff, because, like, I, I made you watch this and I l- liked it and then the, I feel like something happened and let's see, let's see if, if your arc of of appreciation for this mirrors mine
2: uh okay so sing yesterday to me is a i'm gonna say it's like a, it's a honey and clover like where it's a bunch of sad college <laughs> yeah, slash I can get that. post-college students sort of all in love with each other but never in the correct configuration everyone's got you know a history that they're trying to get over and Uh, which is getting in the way of romance today. And it's it's, it's just like a lot of that sort of like bouncing around. And then the end of the show, everybody sort of ends up with the... Depending on who you, you know, depending on how you look at it, either like the most or the least problematic configuration, because <laughs> like the like the, the, most, the, the central couple, yeah. most. there's it's, like it's the, not like, even a debate. It's like so okay, so uh, fuck, I can't remember anybody's name because I watched the show like two weeks ago, and so everything. <laughs> this just is why. Immediately... This is why you
0: pull up and the Anna DB or the my No, oh, okay, I've got, I've got before it before you start talking. I, about... <laughs> I caught myself in the middle of a
2: sentence realizing that it wasn't open. Uh, so yeah. But... <laughs> Uh, Uzumi and, uh, Nonaka are the two, or, uh, no, that's Haru, uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Shinako. Shinako and, uh, uh, Uzumi are the two sort of, like, central characters, like, uh, the guy, Uzumi, is, has, like, sort of pined for this girl, but he never really had the guts to come out and say it until, like, the very last day of, of class, and she sort of gently turned him down. It's like, oh, we, can we just be friends? And he was like, of course, because I don't want you to to leave my life. And so he's still sort of hung up on her. And then there's this like weird girl, Haru, who fell in love with him because he gave her back her wallet that he she dropped on the street. And then she just kind of like was secretly in love with him for years and years and years. Sort of like, you know, very similar situation, only she had like, no contact with him whatsoever, but just remained obsessed with him the entire time. And then she, you know, finds him and starts sort of aggressively trying to pursue a relationship with him in the way that like small ganky girls in anime frequently do. (laughs) You know, we'll talk about that in detail later with another show. And the whole show is basically him trying to have this relationship with this other girl, uh, who is in turn also stuck, you know, hung up on, you know, her first love who died tragically of anime disease and she never got over him. (laughs) And they finally get together and then they realize, oh, we're just like trying to force this because we're just sort of used to the idea of being into each other. And then they break it off romantically at least, and then end up with the two other younger characters who were both pursuing them for the whole show. And that's, that's the, that's the whole thing. And it's just kind of like, You know, if you want to watch people agonize over their feelings for 13 episodes, you know, obviously John doesn't, but that's sort of mine and Duncan's bread and butter. Uh, I would say it's pretty good. Like, as one of those, it's like, you know, it's just kind of like a heartbreak simulator. And then it, you know, in in the end, he's like, you know, when he goes back to Haru, who like, you know, he hooks up with her specifically because like. I like the idea of you being into me and I realize that shallow and maybe something else will come of that, but I'm prepared to like pursue that in the very least. And she's just kind of like, cool. I like you also for inexplicable reasons. So let's see if this goes
1: somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Th- like I, I, I feel like it face planted the ending to be fr- Frank. Like uh- I did not, I-, I, I liked it because it seemed to be, Having a really messy central relationship with people trying to deal with their issues, and then Mm -hmm. in this final episode, they go, Ah, nah, let's just just go for these two young hotties who are horny for us. And (laughs) the end, and like, Oh, I feel like it betrayed like most of the good work it did throughout the rest of the season. Like, you're you're doing all this stuff.
2: It was one thing I really God. appreciated about it is that it it, it was a, like a show that rebuked the idea of the first girl that you just end up with the first person you fall in True. love with. True. And like and they actually like explored that, you know, somewhat maturely. Of them like, you know, they understand that them being in a relationship in some way makes sense. And it's like, you know, the last five years of their life have sort of been leading to this moment, and then they're, when they're actually in the moment, they realize that, oh, this is actually that. Good, like we're just kind of like stagnating here. We're high on the idea of this, but we're not actually clicking. And we're both like, you know, they're denying their feelings for these other people, but they hadn't, and they realize that they have them. And it's not just like, oh, you know, love conquers all, you know, first girl rule wins the days. You know, it's and it's, you know, in that, it's like, it's, I thought it was pretty good. Like, As far as like a show, like it's kind of thin. It's really banking on you being really invested in these people, sort of like you know, bouncing around, clanging back and forth, and that worked for me. But like, even with something like Honey and Clover, there's a lot more just sort of like going on. And you know, granted, the show is twice as long, but that show is also a lot more about like people like finding themselves in the world, whereas this show is just very lightly touching on that stuff and sort of like people figuring out who they are and then realizing that, you know, you know, now that I'm more confident in myself, I have the confidence to actually ask you out and maybe have a relationship with it. But then also realizing that, Oh, the person who I am now doesn't actually want to be with you. So.
0: The interesting thing about like first girl, I think is that it implicitly says that the most important thing for uh genuine um impact for romantic attraction is to have history with someone to have them know you really well (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, i feel like like it's just like you've known someone for Mm -hmm. physically the longest period of time out of anyone there so obviously they're going to care about you the most and i think that that's a that's a an assumption that I would always love to see interrogated, even if it sounds like they didn't really like.
1: Yeah, because like <laughs> my, my counter to to Jeff saying that it wasn't the first girl is it depends whose perspective you're taking that from. From um, Shinako and is it me, it? It's like it's not their first first girls, but from the. The harry's perspective and from uh the young lad's perspective it is their first loves they end up with they get the first boy and and girl uh, effectively and the, these people who they've in one case known since they were a kid and in the other case known uh and secretly lusted after for years uh just because they as you say she handed back his wallet and and he looked at her, her in a way which Apparently sets a girls' heart running, um, but <laughs> I like I I I for the longest time I thought to, it, was, it was basically taking the whole manic pixie dream girl all trope and saying actually you don't end up with that girl you end up because that's the the fantasy and then the, uh, he ended up with that girl and i i i feel my, my reading of this anime has been betrayed and therefore uh, harumph <laughs> <laughs> oh you, you
0: got you got frankst
1: oh so. <laughs> yeah i got franked. <laughs> yeah, <you> good
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my world <laughs> okay well uh do you want to go on to Gleip- gleipnir glipnir i see gleipnir. Gleipnir. Betrayed.
3: mouse glee
0: up near the anime
1: <laughs> uh well actually like my 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 sort of internal assessment of this is um good body horror version of frank's like have, like I know it's weird to have a show which is um about someone who climbs into basically a giant mascot suit which another person transforms into to have battles with monsters be like one of my favourite shows this season but it has ended up that way and probably because like in its own particular way it's a very messy weird show and like (sighs) Glefdeer has this, I think its, it's central co- conceit is you should never get what you want because you will, as the moment you're given what you want, it distorts you completely and leads you to do really stupid things. And when you place that within the, the, the sort of overly horny and impulsive... um lives of a group of sort of like sixteen to eighteen year olds then and add sort of like huge fighting and stuff in on top of it. <laughs> and making, add robots, basically. Yeah. But but it's 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 like more the, the, the Franks thing was all, always like its promise was, okay, in we're gonna have the the, the, the man's just the power, the woman's the, the pilot. And then it, it changes that all around it. But that is something which Glefner keeps like the 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 it's its main male character is literally just like this hollow suit. That's his power. He turns into this hollow suit, which someone else has to be inside to let him fight. And the person who does this this fighting is Claire, who is another one of these. Um, who will who will be coming up again in a, a couple of weeks when we do um, uh, sort of uh, uh, y- Yandre's, sundrays and all that jazz? Because she's definitely e- e- portrayed as like bad news, but uh, like Glyphnir is really horny. That, that's, that's the other thing which has must be emphasised, and it, that will turn a lot of people off. Um, but it's just Cronenberg-y enough for my taste like it's just weird enough about out the whole, whole idea of a uh, 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 someone being a bodysuit someone else puts on and that being the man who which the woman puts the bod- what wears as, as a suit so that's 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 weird and Cronenberg-y and i like it and sadly it kind of got mired down um, it has an, an arc which is kind of about one of the characters accepting that he cannot just be this pacifist; he has to kill. You know that, that that's a fairly typical thing in battle, uh, battle shonen, where oh, I, I I don't want to kill; it's it's, it's such a horrible thing. I, I'm 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 the wimpy protagonist, and oh no, someone else else who is more assertive pushes him into to it. But in the, the the nice thing about way the way this handles it is that that isn't it. It's a, a slow change in him where eventually he makes the decision to do the monstrous thing, which the antagonistic um, uh, character doesn't. And like that's a, that's a nice beat. But unfortunately, it spread that out over I think either five or, or it might even have been six episodes. And like wow. that was way too long, and it just didn't need to t- take that long about it. And I have read the manga. I know they were trying to beat for beat it, but it was just really bad pacing. They should never beat
0: for beat the manga, though. Like, yeah. it never, it never, it's never the, no, that's not true. It's almost
1: always not the best decision to just to use the manga as a storyboard.
0: Yeah.
1: They, they fit, I think they finished relatively strongly. They had some, uh, uh some, so, like i think it's like it had a really strong first couple of episodes where you got to see like someone on the staff is is a great uh fight animator and <laughs> and by and we got to see sort of, like the first get you know how like we'll cover the cover this a bit in in tower of god like there's a certain in thing where watching someone and first come into their uh their powers and understand what they can do is is interesting, and but equally it's nice to end with someone like fully realised and and knowing what they can do. And Clefnir did that. It just had a terrible arc in between, so mm. it ended on it didn't complete the manga within its thing. And it does seem to have like a we hope we get a second season at this point. And I I do not know if it will, but I hope it does because it was on the whole good enough and still had like that messiness and guilt and wrong decisions backstory I I, I want and, and like in my uh uh science fiction slash battle anime.
0: Yeah, it sucks that that uh some anything's DVD, BD sales don't exist anymore. It doesn't work anymore because uh-huh. I miss being able to be like, oh, did this sell well? Did it not sell oh, I, well? I, I guess like is that a COVID thing or just a, a general thing? Uh, Amazon changed its API so that he can't scrape sales uh-huh. numbers from Amazon.
1: So
3: disgusting. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk talk about something which I well Tower of God. Yeah, you yeah. brought it up. So so John, you gotta you, follow through. you and I both finished this and. Mm-hmm. In the end, enjoy.
3: Uh, yeah, it was a fucking perfect show. So oh, what is
0: perfect? It? Perfect. Oh, it high tower of God.
3: Uh, girl meets boy in underground cave. Boy doesn't have memories. Girl's like, hey boy, be hey, good, boy. hey girl, and stuff. And then uh, the girl's like, okay, I want to see the stars, so I'm gonna go off to this uh, place and find the stars and abandon you. And he's like, no, wait, come back. So he follows her, but uh, he's an irregular which is, I guess is like a special thing in this tower, in this weird world, which they sort of ha- describe as like having, it's fucking, I don't understand this world. They've been but very,
1: there's... very coy about it. They don't want to give too much away. C-
3: coy and like almost inconsistent and just, it's weird. But the core thing is that there is this tower and you climb this tower and if you get to the top, you get a wish granted. Um, <clears throat> So that's what she wants. His wish doesn't even—he doesn't even care about the tower. He just wants to follow her, and so that's like kind of the whole driving plot of this first season. Um, and there's lots of cool battles. It looks fucking good. It has a really great style. It is—I think I mentioned earlier while talking about K-dramas—it uh, is based on a webtoon, <laughs> and so webtoons and Crunchyroll work together to make this. And boy, I hope they keep doing this because we'll talk about another one later. Um, so much foreshadowing this, in this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks beautiful. Uh, it, it is consistently good. It's, it's fu- like, I don't know. it's just really fun to watch. Um, story plot wise, like, it's pretty shallow, I guess, for now. Um, just because of like his very simple motivations, yeah. right? But then, like, they start introducing characters and start introducing like this idea of sort of conspiracies and. Not like in the government sense, but like, you know, people mm. working behind other people's backs as to do things. Maybe much government as it says it has. Too, yeah, because they're yeah. all like <laughs> leaders and shit. Um, <clears throat> uh, you continue from here because I've sort of lost my, so, my yeah, train of thought. <laughs> like,
1: I, th- I think you, you've d- done a good summary of like the the way the majority of Tower God goes. Like, you've got this typical amnesiac boy protagonist who has special... He's the Chosen One, guys. He's got powers no one expected. Who would have thought it? Well, they never
3: really call him the Chosen One. They just called him an Irregular, which I guess is a, despite the name, a known thing, and it is not, like, never happened before in all of history. Like, Irregulars are seen as, like, extremely dangerous, and associating with them puts, like, a black mark on you for... Forever, basically, they're um,
1: they're things which disrupt yeah. the system. Like Tower of God is like is explained by the administrator. Like it's like a series of tests to find out who is useful to this overlord ruler, who we we never meet, and who's I think he's called uh, something Jihad. Um, there's a king of jihad and yeah. there's princesses of jihad yeah and, and maybe his really, name is just king jihad i don't know yeah but we, yes we don't really know who he is or what his motivations are for running this this I, selection and thing. i think but the way they describe
3: like, him is he's the first guy who reached the top of the tower and so then he became king yeah
1: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and the thing like the, oh, sorry I, I lost my point um so yeah, so we we have this person at the top, and they're testing people as they go up. And irregulars are a threat because they break this. They they're yeah. they're more powerful than can reliably be tested, essentially. And the that's 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 so t- typically anime. It's it's like oh this the 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 quiet protagonist who's incredibly powerful and makes all these friends and. Tower of God plays that arc typically until it's its penultimate episode, where mm-hmm. instead of the um, the guy who's made all these friends triumphing in his quest and progressing on, he's betrayed and he's by yep. the girl that
3: he's been chasing.
1: Yeah, and I thought I for for me that that was like a plus. Mm perfect and yeah yeah, and the, yeah it's and really the inter- well done internet hated yeah. it the internet hated it so much and oh, i'm sure i, I do it not was, understand this bad why. girl
2: interrupted their power fantasy so how could they not
1: hate it but, like <laughs> they it was that like the moment itself was really well staged and and lovely lovingly shot it was like this because it's it set up like they they spent the entire like previous two episodes slowly rising up this column of water to this sort of light source at the, t- the top and like they're, they're finally getting there and 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 they've had a couple of trials on the way and they're, they're a bit wounded and he's like oh thank you and like she and the the, the girl Rachel who's been like sit, sitting down for this whole time supposedly wounded from the previous child just suddenly stands Suck up in a wheelchair yeah and pushes him off this this platform and it's just just cuts to him, just like, what the fuck? Falling backwards. <laughs> and, 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 like, I, I, I sort of laugh at it, but it's just, it was just, like, it really, even though I sort of thought there's, like, there's no way that she is, is, like, I think at that point we were, we were like, okay, she yeah, she doesn't like him, but she's sort of like, agreed to... To tag along with him like everyone else has, but the, the 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 reveal is that no, she what her price for entering the tower is she's got to sell him out, and that's that's been her price all along, and she's ummed and erred over whether she can do it, and for her that's that's the moment she finally finds out she can do it. That's her her that's a true like whether you call it a good way but it's, it's her moment of triumph it's the moment where her resentment triumphs over any sort of sympathy for him and it's it's, and it's up,
3: until, up until this point before like she actually acknowledges that she is Rachel because at first she's trying to hide it like up until this point it seems like she cares about Bam but she doesn't want Bam to follow because she just wants him to kind of live his own life like it, it, she's a little more harsh than that, but it doesn't seem like she has any malice toward him at all. And then you get to this point where it, she just pushes him to like to lose. To, she doesn't even care if he dies at this point. Seems like, uh, and it's, it's pretty a uh, big switch. And like you know, obviously looking back, you can see moments where that sort of builds up. Mm. But they do a good
1: job of selling it one way and then just slapping you in the face. <laughs> and I I really enjoyed the the final episode where they. I'd basically go back and give her point of view for the whole thing. So it's like, it's the Kaiser Soze moment in in a way. But I I really liked how they reuse old shots and they show you them in a, uh, and they show you that them from a slightly different perspective. That like there's this character who who early on we see we have a shot where in typical way uh, typical anime style he sort of turns to the camera and. At the time, I, I when I saw the first episode, you think, "Oh, that's just that like uh, a dramatic flourish." And instead, like he's turning and speaking to her, to her, not to us. And like for me, that was like a, a really nice little bit of direction. And there were a, a couple bits like that, which make me interested about where it's going. Like, so it it ends with what we're led to believe is so after, after he's been betrayed everyone else progresses up teleporting to the next level in, in the 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 tower and they send someone down to the bottom of the the test arena to 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 find him and tell him okay you you've been betrayed what do you want to do now? Mm -hmm. Do you want to just give up or do you want to learn to fight? And obviously this being a an anime, it wouldn't be that if he didn't decide he wants to learn how to fight. Um, Yeah, and then you see a cool shot of him on
3: a cliff looking over some fields he has long hair. It's clearly a time skip. Perfect.
1: (laughs) Classic time skip imagery. And that's when it ends. But the the one thing I wanted to ask you, John, about that shot is, do you think that they they juxtaposed that with the... So they have like a tower, uh, part of the introduction to the uh, series is there's this, sh- when they're t- telling the story of the first man to climb the tower, they they have this sort of Tower of Babylon style um, fresco drawing with like a single mm-hmm. person standing on top of the, of the tower, uh, sort of the wind blowing at him. And it occurs to me like, that's pretty similar to the the shot we get shown at at the end. If you actually imagine that that character in anime instead of in drawing, like that could be that guy. Which considering how the fact some of the frescoes they have in the the background of of this this thing makes me wonder if time doesn't necessarily work how we think it does in this anime. So. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be in like my my long shot is that bam is jihad and we'll we'll find out whether or not that that actually e works out in the end but it's like I it's it's that the fact that it's planted that in me and and like that 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 last episode gave gave so many little interesting things and introduce you so much doubt into the way you, you can interpret everything that comes forward. It will hopefully make the second season, which will be inevitable because this was a a pretty much a smash hit will, will make me maybe question things a bit more than I should, which is good because I'll probably enjoy it. I I won't, won't necessarily think, oh, this is obviously how it's going to work out because maybe it's not, maybe, maybe it's another long con
3: you might be right i'm a very gullible person and i just kind of go along for the ride that's why i uh follow for tricks so often in <laughs> stories but you might be right like it definitely seems like he's gonna be something big but you know that's also anime <laughs> um, yeah that is also anime. my question is why do they call him bam when they clearly say
1: Yodu? oh that's a- his name that is a, a very interesting question, which you will have to ask the, the uh, poorly paid um, uh, people who, who have to uh, do Crunchyroll subtitles. Uh, no, it
3: just means night. Like, it? Yeah, evening or night.
1: Yeah, interesting. Like, That's not, does that have to do with bam? <laughs> Sorry, it, it who, knows, who knows? Who knows? May, 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 maybe like sunset's really dramatic in Korea. Like bam, bam. bam. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean all
3: of all of what we set aside i think the biggest strength of the show for me was every time i watched an episode i desperately wanted to watch the next one and i had to wait a week and then in a second <laughs> the next one would come out i would watch it immediately and then i had to wait another week like i was always looking forward to this uh and that doesn't always happen with anime even the stuff i'm really excited about i'm not necessarily like waiting on titter hooks but this one just uh yeah, it was so good. good. Um, okay. That, yeah, that's Tower of God. Mm-hmm.
0: So that just leaves Eighth Son to talk to talk about, and I think that's
3: just you, John. Yep, that's just me. Uh, this one will be pretty quick. Um, it is an Isekai. <laughs> Shock, surprise. Everything's uh, Isakai. The title though. is, huh? Everything's Isakai though. Yeah, that was good. Yes. Uh, yeah. The full title is The Eighth Son. Are you kidding me? Uh, so he's the eighth son of a poor noble family, and he falls asleep in our world, and then wakes up as the eighth son, like a five, seven-year-old or something. in In this fantasy world, and it turns out he's really good at magic. You know, he's he's a nice person. People like him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So he's a pretty typical
1: uh, isekai protagonist. Um, Does he eventually get betrayed? Really... Sorry. Does he eventually get per- betrayed by his uh, love interest and horribly uh, killed? uh no oh boring just not (laughs) as good as of god then wow
3: uh no this is a very smooth ride this is uh (laughs) there's no friction really it's just kind of a just really pleasant uh thing to watch um he's really powerful like i said he's really good at magic he's got the most magic potential out of anybody (laughs) in a long time i guess um and that shows and what he does and all of the like conflict and drama doesn't come from, cause he is an adventurer and he has an adventuring party, but he, and that's what he wants to do is be an adventurer. But all of the conflict comes from the fact that he's also a noble and they keep dragging him back into the world of nobles and he doesn't want to be there. And I mean, yeah, that's it. That's the whole show. <laughs> it's not a deep story. It's just fun and it's nice to watch. And it's uh. but it it is mostly like an action story. There's not, it's not like a comedy or anything. No. Well, it's not a comedy. There are, there are jokes, but it's also not an action. Like, like I said, most of the drama and conflict comes from nobility and squabbles in that sense. Like the biggest, I think the biggest thing is near the end. Like he gets into this conflict with his eldest brother, who is just really like jealous of, of, of this guy, of this main character whose name I forgot. Um, (laughs) <clears throat> but I know the eldest brother's name. It's Kurt. <laughs> Kurt? Uh, Kurt, really, Kurt. Kurt is really, Kurt is really pissed at his uh, younger brother for just everybody loving him. So he's just, he wants to kill his younger brother, youngest brother. Uh, even though he doesn't. That, want will, to that will make everyone his... like Kurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, well, that's the thing. Sure. Is like after his youngest brother leaves, after the main character leaves, uh, he goes to school to learn how to do magic. He he comes back like as a hero basically but he's here to help like clear out some undead but kurt is really pissed and doesn't want him to do anything doesn't want to give him anything doesn't want to let him have anything doesn't want to let him help uh because everybody fucking loves the main character (laughs) because he's just a nice guy he doesn't treat people like shit but kurt does um i think you said it was a bit of a harem as well john uh yeah (laughs) yeah most of his party is women um are they they all in love with him only one is in oh. love with him. Uh, wow, that's that's actually sort of a interesting thing. Um, interesting, and then I'll go into the weird shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, noble the, society. The interesting in this... stuff
0: sounds weird too, so that's fine.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, the noble society in this world has like rules and expectations, right? Like marriages are made for uh, beneficial uh, arrangements, right? They aren't made up. They they don't happen out of love for nobles. Mm-hmm. Um, they happen because. It benefits both parties. They're political. Um, yeah, political marriage. Yeah, political. That's the word I was looking for. Thanks. Um so basically he accidentally gets engaged to the uh high priest's high priest's daughter or something like that. Uh I forget what exactly his title is, but he's like super important church man, and she's you know, she's a really good healer. That doesn't really matter, but uh it is a political thing. Um he just makes a joke about, oh, we should get engaged then, and he's like, yes, okay, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> and, <that laughs> happens. Um, and then he has two other party members, like, and they're, so, they're pretty low status, Um, all things said, uh, and they, in order to ensure that they have high status, they want to become, they want to attach themselves to somebody with power, and they attach themselves to him at first, and it's sort of like, you know, they're taking advantage of him, but you know, they're friends. They become friends. Whatever. So, um, is his <clears throat> then position as the th-
2: eighth son, like, reversed at some point early on? Because, like, it seems like that position uh, would be, you know, he's not desirable. And they'd be like...
3: So, because he killed a dragon, he is given his own noble line and he becomes a baron or, like, a baronet or something, like, at first. And then becomes a baron later. Um So, he is now... first in line of his own noble house with the same name as his old one but this is his line now right so he's he's special now he's he's powerful like people respect him except for the people who are mad that he has power but like i said noble squabbles um and at one point the two girls who are not engaged to him like they he makes a joke about them uh getting married because they clearly want the uh benefits that come with it, and they are both like, okay. So now he's going to be married to three people. And later I learned that there's another, so I think he gets married to a fourth, and then also his, Kurt's uh, ex-wife.
1: Apparently, careless <laughs> funny.
3: careless talk gets you wives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's because he's like, he's really laid back and just kind of lets it happen. Like, he doesn't care. And it's clear that in, in, the, two, in the two girls who are not, like, so the one that uh, he is Apparently, like, I, I think he's falling for her, and she's definitely falling for him, is Elise, the priest's, the priest's daughter. Um, and then these other two are just kind of like low status nobles of their family because they're like young kid, younger siblings too. Um, and when uh, I think the marriage between them, uh, there's no emotion behind it, it's just kind of like a purely noble thing, right? Like, purely neither of them are bothered by the arrangement, if that mm. makes sense. And it's weird because. Normally that doesn't happen. Like normally they would all just fawn over him constantly, but that's not what's happening here. It's just as, Hey, put me in a position where I'm better. And he's like, okay. <laughs>
2: Does the invisible hand of Shinzo Abe gone wrong? <laughs> oh. Get married, get married uh, multiple
3: times, please for the love
2: of God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Political yeah, marriages like, are fine. You can fall in love.
3: Yeah. And it seems like the reason he's going to get married to uh, Kurt's ex-wife who has two kids is specifically because she has two kids and he wants to help them out. Um, It hasn't happened yet, but that's my guess as to why it happens. Um, I wonder if there's going to be a point in the show
2: where they realize that there's ways to help people without marrying them. (laughs) (laughs) Like you can just help your your nephew. You don't have to marry anybody. (laughs)
3: Well, that's uh part of it is that like because they were married, because they were related to Kurt, uh, everybody hates them now, right? So like I think by marrying her and adopting the sons, he kind of gets that out of the way. <laughs> like I said, this is all me guessing, I don't know I haven't gotten to that part because it didn't happen this season. Uh, yeah, it's just a weird society, but also kind of interesting that like even though, yeah, he's gonna be married to all of these girls, only one of them is actually romantic. It's weird. Anyway, yeah, that's the whole show.
0: It sounds like a way to, to have to have your cake and eat it too. This yeah. isn't a harem. He's just he's just involved in multiple political marriages that are, that are <laughs> don't worry, loveless. Although he will have to consummate them. So uh...
3: I don't. I mean, we'll see about that. I don't. There's don't literally argue no with the Im- like John. Well, this is a fucking anime, but. Uh, yeah, there's I mean, like, there's Japan's genuinely no like, of... <laughs> yeah, there's genuinely genuinely no like romantic spark between those girls and him, right? It's 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 odd.
2: And did the show where everybody's where twelve that you were posting pictures of in the group chat?
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that, did did you not say though like like that she said it was an anime that was so actually yeah. there was actually a time skip John and then that your initial there was thing. a time
3: skip the one I showed was from from when she's fifteen but in the show when she's twelve looks identical just different clothes <laughs> so yeah you know. yeah they didn't want to yeah.
0: hi- they didn't want to hire a character designer for two I separate designs me. so yeah
3: she's twelve and has tits the size of Montana it's something special
0: well (laughs) speaking of tits the size of montana
4: let's go ahead one
0: let's go ahead i I couldn't let you say another fucking word john (laughs) let's go ahead and transition into an even more paltry selection of what we're watching in this season the summer Mm. 2020 season pandemic season two more pandemic uh and the show that I'm watching and that I think everyone will eventually just end up watching because it's show bitch except less offensively bad. Um, is Uzaki Chan wants to hang out. Also, as I've called it twice now, Uz- Uzaki Chan wants to fuck. Yep. Uh this guy <laughs> this guy, uh he's a he's a sophomore in college, um and his like shy uh Kohai. Underclassman uh comes to the same college as him he's like hey it's good to see you and he's like oh she used to be really chill and now she's all like hyper and stuff uh, and she's like we should hang out and he's like no i got a lot of friends i can't hang out with you and then there's just a flash forward over the next year where she repeatedly sees him and he never is ha- hanging out with anybody and never has any friends um and so she decides like this is really sad he's spending his entire college alone with no friends i'm gonna hang out with him and be his friend because i like him and i owe him a lot we don't know what she owes him for um And so it's just about this guy who just wants to be left alone to play like, to play like Nintendo DS and like nap on a park bench, uh, having this, this tiny girl with absolutely gargantuan boobs, like even by anime standards, just absolutely, absolutely titanic boobs that say, uh, (laughs) sugoi dekai on them, which means like, wow, huge or something or so huge, uh, which is, embarrassing uh it's very weird to watch because it is it is primarily an arrow comedy about how uh how uzaki just doesn't realize how sexual everything she says and does is and the dude is embarrassed for her but largely it's about a douchebag who doesn't appreciate that a girl is trying to be his friend because she feels sorry for him and wants him to be happy Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's been it's very weird to watch um there are several funny parts. There are a lot of unfunny parts. The anime budget is not very high and, in fact, looks shockingly cheap at times. Like, <laughs> like animated video game cutscene cheap. Uh, so... Yeah, John, I'll post this on the on the Facebook uh, and hopefully not get us banned off of Facebook, but I'll post the gif of when they're at a sharper <laughs> image um, and she's just uh he's just kicked her out of the massage chair because she was making she was like screaming orgasmically way too loud and embarrassing him from like how good the massage felt and she goes over to this like vibrating platform that's like if you stand on it it gives you like a workout in 10 minutes cuz it's hard to stick keep your balance on and it's just heard like boobs jiggling and he just slowly puts his hands up to his eyes and covers it <laughs> <him>. <laughs> and it's just Made like a really oh, good gif. Oh, you you know you know how a normal person reacts to this joke Usagi-chan TV show. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It at the very least it'll be a show bitch, a show that I can complain about being mediocre and unfunny and so horny that it's not actually sexy it's story it's it's stories it's telling but i don't know yeah. and, i have and, to watch something this this season
2: and yeah like the whole thing seems to just you know hinge on the the premise you know that the, that darkest of male fantasies what if a girl liked you even though you weren't trying yeah. to be liked by that girl
0: in fact actively actively telling her to fuck off all the time yeah and like yeah she eats she eats his food, like he, they go to a restaurant and she's like i've just ate i'm fine and so he orders fried chicken and then while they're talking she eats all his fried chicken and he gets pissed at her um mm. and the the guy everyone thinks they're dating that's also that's actually the main joke yeah b- besides how how much her boobs bounce around um is that everyone thinks they're dating because they seem like they're dating except that he treats her like shit. Yeah. Uh, but he's got typical like loner protagonist itis refer to previous episode of keyframes for that sort of like weird antisocial kind of mean to everybody character <laughs> that is often common. I don't know. There's going to be more people. The, the OP, which is literally just like besides the be- the first and last five seconds is literally just like filters over stuff from the show. That doesn't even match up with the music. It's like one of the laziest OPs I've seen in in literal years. Um, mm-hmm. And then I didn't even watch the ED because I was too mad. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, the the OP claims that there's going to be more characters, so it's not just going to be like you know the nightmare, the absolute like Stygian hell that is a cute girl with large with large boobs who's kind of a dumbass wanting to be your friend and keep you company in life. Yeah. Oh no. So we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry and, about everything. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the oh, What really sort of, like, squicked me out about this show, and probably, like, retroactively <laughs> is going to mess me up about a lot of other shows, is the way Uzaki is characterized is not the way, like, an adult woman pursues anybody. It's the way a child tries to get attention from her father.
0: Yeah, that's and
2: true. <laughs> that is really fucking me up and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to enjoy the show. Because like there there are like small people who get in your business and try to make you hang out with them and then you realize, you know, over the times like, oh, you know, I you know I thought I had wanted this thing, but now spending time with you, I realize that they're more important. It's like no, there's like that's that's the experience of being a parent. That's not the experience of yeah. having a, a romantic relationship. And it's like, but okay, Jeff, this is just gonna fuck me up for this entire.
0: But Jeff, what if that child had big ass titty?
2: No, I, no, that makes it worse. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that makes it much much worse. It's like the like
3: the last episode of Excel Saga.
2: I think <laughs> uh
0: yeah it's and she's drawn very like she's drawn like very like childlike too and yeah. she's got her melty flesh fang which is which is makes it an instant watch for for yeah. john um, oh. yeah. yeah i don't know it's it's just funny because like she's just a nice person and he he is clearly meant to be a stand-in for like the, the probably kind of like socially awkward like closed off male anime nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just, he's just a dick to her. It's really just like no, no normal person is like, fuck, this person wants to hang out with me. Um, and they go to a movie and she really enjoys it. Um, and he's kind of like, he's kind of like, can't decide whether he's annoyed that she's like making so much noise in the movie or happy that like he's made another human being so happy uh, yeah. by paying for her movie with his points card. Cause he goes to movies alone so many times, <laughs> uh, he just, he seems super depressed and this girl wants to like lighten up his life and I don't feel sorry for him at all because, I mean, yeah. that's not true. I feel sorry for anybody who's who's suffering through depression, but like, he's not helping his case. And I don't like, I don't buy his like suffering that is, oh no, a cute girl wants to be my friend and is worried about me being lonely.
1: So yeah. in, in summary, it was, uh, would you... Go, ahead. go on, Jeff.
2: I was going to say, there's a throwaway gag early that is in the PV, which I thought was going to play more into it, where he's walking down a hallway sort of like grumbling and like a couple of other girls see him like, oh, he's scary. And I thought it was like, OK, is this like a Toradora situation where like he's like unjustly I thought that too. like like unjustly thought to be like this, like evil, tough guy. And I was like, OK, it's going to be this shitty Toradora. But no, it's just like he is just an asshole and people are correctly reading his vibe. Except for Uzaki, so who's just like, determined to so, overcome it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, what if Taiga from Toradora had a huge titty? Yeah.
1: So Real not shitty, not shitty Toradora <laughs> titty. Toradora. <laughs> there yeah. <you> go. Basically. <laughs>
0: Oof. Uh, well, with that, let's move on. What are what's other people so, watching? So I'm going to watch snap
1: oh, Go ahead. I was going to say, like, that I was, was going to try and make a transition. And say, so would you, would you say that, for instance, that teenage romantic com- uh, com- comedy was in fact a mess? <laughs> a snafu if you would that's that's good that's a that's There's a good, situation though. normal for anime, yeah. all fucked up. <laughs> you're really <laughs> angling for that promotion aren't
0: you duncan uh no <laughs> uh, i haven't watched the the third season of snafu yet uh i know that jeff is maximum hype like vibrate <laughs> vibrating like a like a gaseous molecule hype for Snafu 3. Is it going to let you down, Jeff? Is it going to hurt you?
2: I think it's going to do exactly what I predicted it was going to do, because the end of the second season was like, we've been teething at this love triangle for two seasons, we're going to settle it now. And my prediction was, actually they're going to find a reason to break them up, and then they're going to find their way together again, and then it's going to get settled after this season. And I think that's mostly going to play out because not a lot happens. Like, it's it's for a show that started out as you know, another show about a loser with mean eyes and no friends being forced into ha- making friends with a bunch of cute girls. Like, the first episode of this season is just like him pleasantly hanging out with all the friends that he's made and like having good relationships with his sister and Everybody's sort of being happy and people like Yukino the like the sort of ice queen that he's, you know, by the laws of anime destined to end up with. But who knows? Uh, Sort of, you know, declaring that, oh, you well, know, well,
0: she's yeah, she, I need to... she, she needs him the most.
2: Yeah. But she's like, <laughs> I've realized that my life is all fucked up and I need to, like, find myself, you know, basically, you know, what happens at the end of Toradora is happening at the beginning of this season. And so it's like, I have no clue where this is going to go now. So I think I need to like rewatch the last couple episodes of the previous season just to see if there's like, because like they, it it picks up like right at that second and almost just like continues on like it's the continuation of that episode. And it was a couple Hmm. months ago now that I saw it. So maybe I didn't pick up on a couple of things, but it's, I have no idea what's going to go. I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be annoying and like just filler to like pat it out i've but like the first episode gave off good vibes and like oh i like good vibes so
0: (laughs) (laughs) good vibes bro
2: yeah well
0: all right i i look forward to talking about it with you once i also watch the last couple episodes of the second season and the ova which i just found out uh is is available on the internet Mm. and then Um, yeah going to go into snafu yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the OVA for the first season, at the very least, is super disposable and just like, hey, do you want to just hang out with these characters and have no plot advancement? Uh, <laughs> which is the the role of most Blu-ray OVAs that come out yeah. anyway. So, um, so, yeah. So I look forward to talking to that more, but yeah. Uh, God of High School. I know that we've got a couple people watching, right?
3: Yeah. yeah God of High School. It's another webtoons Crunchyroll uh, collaboration, and it looks great. And the first episode, comedy, like it's definitely funny, and it's definitely just like cool fighting. Those are the two things it has so far. The <laughs> yeah, fighting um,
2: animation really the- kind of reminded me of Fire or uh, the Last Airbender more than anything else is am i off base here or? yeah it's
3: very it's very martial arts focused like it
1: well it's it it's, looks... a, it's, it's a martial arts tournament so we better hope it's but not just like like, like like
2: long shots of like very intricate uh, like animation with like still shots rather than like you know action lines and lots of dramatic angles and stuff like right. that like just like the way it's framed and shot
3: Duncan, technically, Dragon Ball's is also martial arts, and that shit it goes nuts. So that's why I said martial arts, it's <laughs> just for the record. The animation is martial arts instead of the tournament being instead martial arts Ball. and everything goes nuts. Yeah. So far, at least, nothing's going nuts, but from what I hear, it will. Um, <laughs> well, they did well some I mean, they what I like, an island. Yeah. Yeah, what I, what I like most about it so far is that the jokes, like, they hit hard and then they immediately move on. And it's hilarious when they hit hard, like, and then and then they don't stick on it. They don't they don't they don't ruin it by overstaying. And I love it. And then you get these cool little action bits, cool bits of animation, and then another joke, and then more cool animation. It's
1: really good. I'm a little worried that, that it's just going to be the same joke for each character for every time. But it was a good first episode. It, it, the it did hit. It, it, those jokes sort of like. Pitch perfect for bringing in characters and just giving them uh, enough to get a sense of the character, and then immediately playing off it with a, a good gag. But I I do like the when something is that strongly characterized, I do worry that they're going to be one note. But we'll we'll see.
3: Yeah, who knows? Like I said, it's perfect opening episode. It'll probably fail, fall off in like one episode, <laughs> two or three.
2: And for a, sh- a martial arts show that prominently features a triad of like two girls and or a one girl and two guys like i didn't get like the typical you know naruto formula where like this guy likes the girl but they're also like you know the hot and cold like protagonist rivals and stuff like that so, like it just kind of seems like they're going to be like a group of buddies rather than just like that yeah you know, that typical formula which yeah, is they meet nice. each other
3: by happenstance on the way to the tournament and they just kind of get along yeah it's it's funny
2: yeah, and yeah, they don't just seem like like character types that are just like waiting for their role to pop up.
3: Oh yeah, and at the very end, this like I guess prisoner comes out and he's super strong, and then main
1: guys with his with stars for eyes. Jeff him, and then that's when the episode ends. Backy flashbacks the moment it's oh I'm a prisoner and I'm gonna fight. This <laughs> the, entire... uh... I,
0: be- I believe they're called flash so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was gonna
1: my, say actually
2: like fuck. for. <laughs> You know, considering I just watched like a ton of Baki, it gives off a completely different vibe. Like, it is not well. Yeah, <laughs>
3: it's like if Baki was good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, if 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 it's, if if it's Baki was like intentionally funny and not weirdly fetishistic about specific types of martial arts and really grotesque body imagery.
0: Yeah, I think that Baki has like a certain fixation with just the the art of sort of an extreme rendering of the human body mm-hmm. like just doing things as opposed to it's yeah it's the like late aristalone as i think you described it just like look at this man who has stretched his body to the very limit with steroids yeah just like move around and i yeah, don't think and, like, that, and, like, that doesn't like rendered sound like te- and just but, like uh, the way it's
2: depicted and rendered as in like doing violence to meat
0: <laughs> yeah Okay, well, well, I was gonna say speaking of doing violence to meat, but I can't. I mean, it, it, does that fire? Do we have something with Fire Force there? I all I can think of is the like image from Fire Force where everyone's wearing the outfit except for the girls who have like the belly cut out and the bikini
3: tops and stuff. Oh, uh, hold on, that's only one girl. The other two girls are actually great all the time, except for in the ED when they weirdly like fetishize the nun for yeah. reasons that are anime. Why? <laughs>
0: John, I don't want to put you on blast like this, but why would you ever wear a bikini to
3: fight fire? <laughs> because she's a fucking. She's also the character who has like accidental pervert moments. Like that, she they literally have a name for it in the show, and I can't remember what it is, but like she'll trip over a thing and her underwear will fall off and into somebody's hands, or she'll like this is not a reason yeah. why. This is the character
2: that maybe stopped watching the show entirely. As soon as she was introduced, to <laughs> yeah, she's bad.
3: She's awful. She's trash. Like in the middle of like the most serious fight of the first season, and I've talked about this plenty. She gets her clothes burned away. She's like almost naked for no reason. It just completely undercuts the gravity of the situation, which is a good fight. Does, and then does, that it, shit does it have
1: a, a a a typical anime
0: moment? Of course. No. Yeah, like
1: that's the whole thing. Or does she no.
0: like it? Is she into it? Is she gets her nope, hot? Neither.
3: No, she's like, she's horribly <laughs> neither, embarrassed neither
2: by not. her completely predictable. She, no, she's
3: not. I'm telling you, she's not.
0: <laughs> she's gotten used to it,
2: Jeff. Yeah. But <sighs> but Maki is like one of the best girls in anime.
3: That's her name, Maki right? Maki is fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, Maki's the muscle girl. She's awesome. Yeah. She's also real self-conscious about her muscles. She's like, I can't wear a dress in this first episode. She literally says that. Because I'll... I don't, I'll she, puts, she has, like, this mental image of her putting on the dress and then just, like, the clothes ripping off because of her sweet muscles. Like, man, you should do that, though. Uh, yeah, Maki's great. The sister's pretty great, too. Uh, but, yeah, Tamaki. Isn't it great how they have the same fucking name, yeah. basically? Yeah, Tamaki well, we were just, we were just talking Ta-
0: about Mary and Maria, so.
3: <laughs> yeah, Tamaki sucks. I hate uh, that
0: if I, I Googled Maki Fire Force and the first autocomplete was Maki Fire Force Age. So I guess someone's trying to figure out their they're a, pedof- a pedophile for being attracted to her. <laughs>
3: yeah Um, anime anyway yeah so
0: there's a second season john
3: (laughs) second season starting it's more fire force i got nothing to say y'all got way more out of me than i was planning to say (laughs) it looks good i'm excited despite me being really down on the first season in the beginning it eventually grew on me a lot and just starts out with a pretty big bang so
0: is the the the, did the fire pope stuff resolve that's Uh, all that's all i remember from us talking about it there's a fire pope
3: He's back. I mean, the evangelist. Uh, no, he's not resolved. That's oh. still the. He's still the main antagonist, main or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Or at least it might be hinting at more, but yeah, for now, okay. yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Fire
0: Force. Well, uh, you said you had nothing to say about this, uh, even more so probably than Fire Force, but you're also still watching Major Major's second second season.
3: Yeah, i'm just uh, it's just it's good but w- the release schedule is so sporadic mm-hmm. uh, just i'm just it's frustrating i really wonder what's I- going
0: to happen when uh when railgun comes back in 2 mm-hmm. weeks i'm i'm half expecting it to like go away in 2 weeks after that it's the it's the uh the second wave of coronavirus yeah. delayed anime
3: <laughs> yeah and i like yeah i don't i'd not like complaining about them you know not working hard enough or whatever shit's fucked right now but mm-hmm. it's just disappointing because i like the show and i want to see more and it's just coming out so slowly <laughs> yeah
0: it's the opposite of uh, uh of what is it tower of god yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll go ahead and run through uh what we've been watching besides these anime and i'll stop saying go ahead so many times so yeah <laughs> see you on a bit go ahead And go ahead. And we're back, uh, as we already foreshadowed slightly, I think. Or were we foreshadowing something else? We were foreshadowing a lot of stuff this episode. Uh, But we are talking about ReZero because someone did a rewatch in preparation for the second season, that is, this season uh yeah that's me I did so it. hi john how much do you love uh re Zero on a scale from one
3: to an anime you really love uh it's not quite as good as Mashishi, but it gets <laughs> up there um yeah so i did rewatch it because season two has come up and i just kind of I normally mean, i don't rewatch things but this time i just felt like it and there was the director's cut and had a nice little it was on crunchy roll you know all that stuff um <clears throat> I'm not gonna talk a lot about it because I know we have talked a lot about it in the mm-hmm. past, but I think that man, this show's really well written and it's something you don't really appreciate the first time because the first time you're like you got these shocks coming at you, these like, oh wow, how did that happen? Or that fucking happened? Oh no, that happened, you know. <laughs> and then so you're always like on the lookout for the next uh surprise. You're always like on guard for it even. Because some of it's bad, um, but this time around, like I knew everything that was going to happen, and I saw like why it was leading up that way, and I saw I saw uh, Subaru like spiraling into insanity multiple times, climbing back out and going back in because things just kept going wrong for him in really horrific ways, and like it's well written, and uh, yeah, I, I don't think I really appreciated how well written it was the first time around. I love this show a lot. I like it even more now. <laughs> than I did before. Um, also, as an aside, everybody who complains about Subaru being a whiny protagonist, shh, fuck off. I hate you <laughs> that's the
1: point.
0: Good. Let's make yeah. sure to let's make sure to alienate I, I, everybody. <laughs> I have
3: I have so many friends who are like I I don't like Rezero because Subaru is too whiny. I'm like, consider the situation he's in. Anyway, welcome welcome uh, to
0: the Genesis Evangelion.
3: John. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. I get mad at people for that too. Don't worry. No, I don't like that show. I still get mad at them. I think yeah. well. I anyway. think a
0: lot of people are really invested in like if I was in that situation, I would be the strongest, bravest person ever.
3: Yeah, I would. Uh, horse shit. It's horse shit. Just Absolutely. tell those people to watch <laughs> Kotasuba
2: because that's what that show is. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: This guy's a piece of shit, but that's it always true. works out for him. So there you go. Everything you like. <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, I mean that's really all I want to say. I just I fucking love that show. Um, happy that I decided to rewatch it because I definitely. Like I said, I liked it a lot more this time around. I, if you liked it the first time around, I think watching it a second time around will do you good.
0: It really was. It really was the anticipation and like being able to appreciate the structure and writing of it.
3: Yeah. 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 Like just, just knowing that things are going to happen. I I could see the threads leading to it instead of like, like I said earlier on this very episode, I'm a very gullible person. So I just kind of (laughs) like go, go along for the ride. I don't really think a lot about things as they happen most of the time anyway. Um, but, because like I said, because I knew everything, I was not that gullible person. I I, I could see like why Subaru found this particular event more uh, horrific than the next one, you know what I mean? Um and he's also just like his arc of like, oh I'm in a new world. Obviously I'm the protagonist, so I can save everyone. What's my power? Oh I can if I die I get revived at a certain point. That sucks. <laughs> and then He meets Amelia who helps him in the first timeline and he latches onto her because of that. But in the next timeline, after he dies, like she forgets it. She doesn't, she doesn't just forget it. She just never knew it in this timeline. And he keeps acting like she does, or he, he knows that she did. So he treats her as such and he sort of idolizes her. And she reciprocates his feelings somewhat because he also saves her, you know, it's, it's a little bit of back and forth, but, Mm he is he becomes obsessed and he, like it drives him into this like because he helped he helped her so many times through this path of dying and learning and dying and learning um, he feels like after a point he knows better than her and he becomes this entitled shit lord mm-hmm. uh, and she calls him out on it and then he has to learn and like he has to grow through that like and that, that's one of the points where he really like gets real low because things go real real bad um yeah I, it's really good. It's really good. So
1: John. <laughs> yeah. How did you feel about the one thing they did change the very last 4 minutes of of the They're
3: talking about like who is Rim? Indeed. Who is Rim? Uh I don't really have strong feelings about it. <laughs> Honestly, like we'll see where it goes. Like Rim Rim's great. Also Supergirl is a fucking idiot just for the record for like going with Amelia just because he idolizes her like rim rims right there she loves you (laughs) you like her too just like anyway so uh yeah I mean I I don't really we'll see how where it goes like I, I don't think she's gonna be permanently dead but maybe she will just be gone forever also as an aside why how do they know that when people go into the fog they are forgotten because they just disappear from everybody's memory Subaru is the only one who knows that somebody disappeared, you know. But then they, how, like, how do they other know, people. How also... do
0: they remember that they forget people? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Like <laughs> it's it's bizarre. It's I, I thought it was like just it's... something that
2: they would figured out because like they were surrounded by fog and they knew like logically that there should be more people, but they weren't there, and they just kind of like put it together in the, heat Maybe, of the moment.
3: Maybe, but like yeah, they yeah. lose people in that big fight, right? And then they're just like we have x amount of people and Subaru is clearly like oh, well no we had way more
4: yeah
3: <laughs> uh, and they just don't even think about it like right like it, it's not even in their minds the possibility that they should have had more they just did not have them ever they came with x amount of people or whatever it's bizarre mm-hmm. but anyway so also they did not explain how his cell phone stays charged mm-hmm. well, they <laughs> lied to me Jeff. i thought
2: i, I thought like they say like in that like in that later arc that his phone is on his it's like last legs for the battery life and it dies just as like things start popping
3: off no it doesn't die it never dies I don't think like uh, I don't... but yes he does say he does say oh it's good that it's still charged <laughs> but it, it, they never explain like it was just kind of like kind of becomes an
2: important plot device like that's the only reason like that that phone exists is like oh we need a, a, a way for him to like be special in the way that only he could be special. Because I forget, like, does it, like... Yeah. <laughs> does it, like, keep things that he got in previous runs? I can't remember
3: if that was the no, case. No, it does not. No, no, no. He he uses it as, like, a bargaining chip at one point. He's like, hey, I can freeze time and this phone takes a picture, you know? All right, um, I, I remember it now. It like, he, phone. like,
2: sees the time at one point and he knows... So he knows exactly when the thing is going to happen. Exactly. That's how it... Yes, yes, yes. When
3: he when he gets first attacked, he's like, oh, 315. Yeah. Got it. Or it's... Right, right.
1: Yeah, that's all. Okay, so down with RuZero. Jeff, uh, you and I have watched the first episode of the second season, which answers the question who is Rem, or at least what has happened to Rem? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is essentially, she got her ass handed to her um, by the EA. Yeah, more
2: archbishops of Sin, like. Gluttony yeah. and greed, specifically, and like yeah, yeah, like the the one of the bad guys ate her memories and her history, so she's just like an empty husk, and now like she's like, and of course Subaru is the only one who still remembers her, and she still exists because she hasn't just been eaten, but nobody remembers who she is, and once again Rem becomes like um, a victim so that Subaru
1: can feel bad about something. <laughs> But the for me the, the 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 most significant slash best part of the episode is he he tries his normal fix, yeah. He, he Subaru's normal last resort is okay, I'm gonna kill myself, and that'll reset. Unfortunately, he got his save points mixed up, and so yeah. uh, <laughs> by the time uh, he uh, he he loads back, he's past the point he can save her, and mm-hmm. so. His one, his persistence, his fanaticism, um, his pride, which has sustained him until now, is not going to actually be able to solve this problem. So, but of
2: course, she's still alive and exists. So.
1: It invariably it will. It is <laughs> solvable. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, as you say, it is not she's can be completely erased and this is an unsolvable problem, but it is he can't solve it the way he has solved everything else, which is yeah. at least an, an an interesting direction to take the second season to move it away from. OK, he's just got the cheat code he can he can use and it may make him a bit of an, an ass, but he still has that which he can use. Whereas in this case, no doesn't have that anymore mm-hmm. so what how does this person with no discernible other talents actually save this person he cares about you yep. don't know yeah, yeah i guess
2: <laughs> we will find out because yeah I, i'm also wondering if they're gonna start going more into like why is subaru in this world and who are these other archbishops and why do the archbishops of sin all immediately assume that he's on their side and
3: well, yeah, lots of that's a mystery. That, yeah, well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't touch on that when I was talking about the first season, yeah. but it's definitely like a huge aspect of it.
1: But yeah. it's not the important part for me,
3: at least. The no, sort like... of
1: like background antagonist of the first season, the witch, or as we find out now, witch is. Um, we're going to like one of the big things <gasps> they've teased for season two is that we're actually going to meet one of those sort of semi-mythical figures. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, oh, interesting.
1: So. Like that will be like bargaining, in rather than. Tr- can he actually sort of figure out a way to get what he wants from from this by, like, making a deal with the devil, rather than basically cheat mode in his way through? Is what I'm it, I, I'm sort of interested by now, like, so. See yep. like one of the things which is like heavily implied in season 1 is that he might be one of these archbishops himself like mm-hmm. like that that was the big fan theory isn't it that S- 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 Sabu is is the archbishop of pride and that's why yeah. his power is essentially never giving up because he's he's such a a prideful son of a bitch that he just as John put it, just his sheer conceitedness and and entitlement sustains him. Yeah. It's all, I mean, it's also explicitly said multiple times in the first season, and
2: he has an obvious connection to the, like, the big bad, like,
1: jealous witch. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll find that out um, yep. sooner or later this season. Certainly. What
3: I still don't get is why... And maybe they'll explain it this season finally. the very first time he meets Amelia. she introduces herself as Satella help
1: help like i've 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 heard people talk about and and that's that say that she was uh testing him essentially that was as as she's been persecuted all her life, and so she's been associated with this mythical figure who mm. looks a lot like her, and so everyone's like i like picked on her and and saying it's just like she's been so used to being a sh- son, This person goes, "Who are you?" And to her, that's defined her life up to this point. She she's been persecuted because of who she is. And then so- this person comes up to her and seems to have no awareness of that. This thing which has caused her suffering all her all her her years. And he mm-hmm. just ca- goes, "Who are you?" And like, okay, that makes sense. Like yeah. that that yeah. Of, it's like I'm. Well fuck you then essentially is is my way of, of 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 seeing her 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 response it's like well i'll just tell him i'll just say who i who everyone has told me i am
2: yeah yeah either to test him or just to get him to fuck off
1: yeah a bit of a bit of both i think just like maybe <laughs> hoping for one but just used to the other mm. yeah because yeah.
2: i hear like i haven't actually seen the director's cut but i am told that her like her pregnant pause before she says her name is like significantly extended in the director's cut. Just yeah. sort of like, you know, I guess push the idea choice. that she, it wasn't just like a snap decision that she did. It was like something that she was like mulling over for a long time.
0: Cool. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of something that's less thematically complex, uh, let's move on to that instead. Uh, I, I, I finally watched the uh, Yamato 2199 movie, Arc uh, Odyssey of the Celestial Arc, um, which I know that John's a big fan of Yamato 2199. Although, like me, uh, not enough of a fan to watch Yamato 2202 uh, when yeah, it came out. Yet. I'll get
3: there.
0: <laughs> Same. Uh, it's interesting. This movie, like I think, largely exists to make it so that the antagonist from the second series doesn't just come out of nowhere like oops we forgot to mention these guys uh because but on the other hand i was surprised at how uh how the plot went down because they've gotten the uh the like the restoration thing that's gonna heal earth and mars and you know stop the the extinction of the human race uh and they're coming back from Iskandar which is where they were going it says that if you listen to the the yamato op they explain the entire plot of the anime just so that you're not lost <laughs> because this is a nice. based on this is a remake of a show from the from the 70s and they just can't risk that you don't that you don't know what's going on oh, so that's um,
1: that's actually just rec- recontext a show i previously watched which i evidently didn't know iskandar was something which was coming from an old show so, <laughs> so that was like it's, no, oh. Iskandar is like this is like this peaceful
0: race of like super powerful technology aliens and they're going there uh because they've got a they like get a, a signal or something. Man, it's been too long since I've watched the show. Uh and yet I don't know. So they so they're coming back. Um they get attacked by these these barbarians that are called the Galantians. Uh everybody in uh, and actually this this movie covers how like everybody in uh in the Yamato universe is just human with pointier ears and different color skin, um, <laughs> because we we get to meet the progenitor race. But yeah, so they're being chased by these barbarians who want to steal the called the Galanteans, who apparently have this massive empire outside of the Milky Way. The uh the Garmalins rule the Milky Way, but there's a bigger, more savage empire that has slaves and uh and just like does entire genocides that rules most of the of the local supercluster, uh, and they're attacking the Yamato because they want the wave motion cannon, which is able to destroy planets in a single shot. Although by now it's been decommissioned because that was the that was the requirement for uh getting the like healing shit for Earth uh, was that they don't use the setting's very obvious parallel to nukes. <laughs> at least after the <laughs> at least after the halfway through, like you can't use that anymore. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> and so they're running from these people who can shoot from outside of their visual range. It's kind of like the submarine episode that I know you liked a lot, John. Um, oh, yeah, I love that episode. Where they're like, Oh, we can't see them. And then of course the guy with the super intense eyes figures out how to, how to detect it from out of and range. In
3: subspace where the submarines are. I yeah. Mean, like the periscopes <laughs> coming out. Oh, so cool. Well, they're
0: being chased and they go down into this, they go down into this, like a, uh, This crevice, and they get all these alien, like, leech things on them, and they're like, we have to jump away to get away from the alien leech things that will suck away all our power, and they jump into a pocket dimension of subspace where there's just this one weird, like, glowing world that seems to be made of, like, ice or shale or water, and they go down to it, and they get stuck inside, like, a weird hotel that, like, keeps (laughs) them fed and watered, but they can never leave, (laughs) and there are a bunch (laughs) of garmalins there, including a guy who we met who really hates Yamato because they killed his commanding officer. uh, But also the girl, the special created specifically for the movie girl um, looks exactly like his dead wife. And so there's a weird thing there. And they find out that like, this is like the last remnants of the genocided elder civilization of Aquarius testing them because they found their way onto their holy planet. And also what turns out to be like, a massive arc ship that contains like all the remnants of their race. And so they end up teaming up with the Garblins to defeat the Galanteans. Um, and everybody who was in the show conveniently dies or leaves forever so that we don't have to ask why they're not, <laughs> why they're not there in the TV show. Cause this takes yeah. <laughs> place. And I was, I was, there was like one guy, there's one Garblin who's super racist. And I'm like, man, he is, they want me to care about him. Cause everybody actually Yamato does this pretty well of just like, almost everybody on either side has like a good reason for fighting and any sort of hatred they have is, is due to like miscommunication or misunderstanding. It's a very peaceful thing. And the message of the movie is it's a very peaceful thing for a a movie about like blowing up lots of spaceships. And that is, Mm -hmm. Uh, but the message is like, Oh, we're all the same people. There's no reason we should be fighting. Like we're, we're killing our family by killing each other. Um, and it feels very pointed. Uh, and it's weird that this came out in 2014 from Japan, (laughs) but it was, it felt timely for just like, like the only thing that's different about us is, is our skin color and where we were born. Why, why does that make us want to kill each other? Um, sad how that's kind of a timeless message to have, (laughs) uh even centuries ago you could have that story but it was fine there's a there's a long battle and i forget that yamato has just the best yamato 2199 has just like the best space battles ever animated i think um yeah they just look so cool they're really good at having like so one thing i dislike with especially like medieval stuff and fantasy stuff is how people wear armor but it never saves anyone's life like <laughs> you like cut a guy and just like the swords like always cut through the armor. Or they always hit a part that's not armored. Um, and that's just because an actual battle between two armored knights where they basically fight each other until one person gets lucky or one person gets so tired. that The other can climb on top of them and stab them through the through the visor. It's just not exciting to watch, um, even though Game of Thrones tried a few times. But uh, in this like yeah, you want to you want to see the shots blow ships up, but they're very good at having like shots like bore holes and ships like take serious damage but continue to fight. Usually headed towards a dramatic sacrifice, uh, but um, but yeah, it's just it's it's just nice to have like the the, sh- the movie end with just like a twenty minute space battle uh, against these like barbarian this barbarian empire, clearly the the Manchu or the Mongols who are <laughs> who are outside of you know this known space. Um, but yeah, I, 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 mean, I enjoyed watching it. I did not expect there to be like a weird sort of hotel, California slash locked room mystery hour in between the two battle, uh, segments. Um, but it makes me, it makes me want to watch the, uh, 2202 where they have to fight these guys. Cause I, I think that they're, they really heavily foreshadow. There's going to be like a big extra galactic invasion of them to try to get the wave motion technology so that they can, Rule of the galaxy forever, Death Star style. But yeah, I liked it. You should watch it, John. You'll enjoy yourself. Except for all of the yeah, obviously yeah. invented for the movie characters who are so so drastically marked for death that it's <laughs> kind of distracting. It's always distracting in, in anime movies when it's just like, yeah. hi, you've never seen me before. I'm Gene. I'm best friends with these two characters. They know what I mean. Great. They're not on screen right now. Um <laughs>
3: I've been here the whole time. Yeah, I've been here the whole <laughs> time. I'm actually the script's
0: linguist. I, I am fluent in every <laughs> single alien language. That seems implausible, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I was happy Love to have it. a linguist a linguist protagonist um, who happened to look just like... That happened... Didn't that happen in the show, too, John? Like, a character looks exactly like a dead Garmelin character that makes, like...
3: I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I
0: swear it happened. I was like, are they doing it again? Like how many how many humans are like genetic clones of dead gargolan <laughs> wives <laughs> it's it's hard to tell but um but yeah I like it it's very wholesome it's actually kind of disturbingly wholesome because it, it sometimes feels like propaganda for a nation that doesn't exist uh but yeah I don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna... Look for legal ways to watch 2202 after this. And maybe in a few episodes, you'll be hearing me talk about that. Or maybe I'll have picked up Dara again. I'm sad that <laughs> I didn't finish all of Dara Ra before uh, all of the first core of Dara before I came on the podcast. Cause like shit happens at the end of that. But we don't, we don't have yep. to talk about that. I'll talk sure about is. it later. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, speaking of shit happens, uh, Duncan has requested for what you're watching to be counted as, as ReZero. So all we have left is jeff who is yeah. watching a duncan recommendation and a, a me recommendation if i'd known to to say so <laughs> jeff tell yeah. us about lovely complex or Love lovely Com.
2: complex is lovely and it's complex it lives up to the name nicely <laughs> is uh, it complex
0: i remember it being a pretty straightforward romance anime
2: well uh, i've mm-hmm. seen the first five or six episodes now and uh i'm kind of excited to see where it goes because like the basic premise of the show is that Otani and koizumi are you know the you know the the girl is like you know a comically gargantuan five foot seven and of course just towers <laughs> head and shoulders over every single person in her uh in her school and you know has this like you know sort of giraffe complex versus Otani who is you know he's a basketball star but also like comically short you know even you know compared to everybody else and they are, you know, you know, they're they're the couple again in anime. Everybody assumes that they're uh, already dating because they're basically in perfect sync. They're you know great friends, but they're also just like constantly at each other's throats, and they they do that thing that is very common in romantic anime, where the two main characters are going at each other like it's moonlighting, but everybody sees them and says, "Oh there it seems like they're having so much fun you know they're do, they're doing like a one of those comedy routines you know they're such good friends and the <laughs> like the first like little arc is basically you know them sort of like half heartedly you know challenging each other to get a, a romantic uh you know a romantic partner and you know her Poizumi sort of realizing over time that she has feelings for Otani and her sort of like, you know, because like, you know, she's obsessed with her height. And and the show is funny because like everybody else already knows that you guys are basically perfect each other. Like, I don't know why you guys aren't already dating. And (laughs) she's just like, no, it's impossible. It's a, you know, I'm tall. He's short. It's, it it cannot be overcome. (laughs) Never going to (laughs) work. And, and, but, like, like five episodes in, it's like, oh, actually, I do have feelings for him. I'm going to pursue this. And it's not just going to be them comically not being interest into each other. And they introduce a character whose name I cannot find easily on this stupid website. God damn it. will uh, get it eventually. Don't worry. Psycho. Psycho. Cut uh, the last ten seconds of me mumbling. The... So there's he, like he you won't. know you know a a, a love wait, rival wait a appears just as Koizumi is beginning to understand her own feelings for Otani, and you know she just like you know is smitten with uh, Otani and is you know and he's smitten with her because like she's just like very clearly into him and then it's revealed that like she's a, a trans girl and oh yeah well, the trans girl does that hold they, does like, that hold up I. Uh, it's it's great. I mean, like, yes and no. Like they, it, it's immediately played for like gay panic. Like, you know, he's of course, like, you know, he, yeah. he finds out and is like horrified. And then she is just like, Oh my God. Like, I can't believe I've done this. He hates me now. And he's like, no, I don't hate you. I don't find you disgusting, but I'm not going to date you. And it's like presented as being, you know, as like because like like she's introduced almost as like you know she is able to overcome her you know obvious bad situation to you know to see herself in a relationship with him why can't you the tall girl do the same thing and like it like it it sort of exists to like p- push that but they also to like, shame her <laughs> yeah but they but they also are like you know uh like, like, like she's like a, like a sympathetic character, like they become friends with her, it seems like she's just going to be kind of around. And so like, they, they're, 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 it's it's just that kind of like that, that deep transphobia of like, you know, she's one of the good ones, you know, as long as she doesn't have her expectations in the wrong place, you know, like, like that's kind of the subtext, but like everybody in the show is just kind of like, no, you're, you're a nice person. But it's completely understandable that everybody's horrified by you. And it's I I don't know I it's 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 not, it's probably not good. I, I doubt it's it it is definitely not as bad as it could be, but it's one of those things where it's like it's it's bad in that it's probably thinking that it's good. So we'll see how if that plays much of a role in the show, because it kinda seems like she just kind of exists to push Koizumi into getting over her her tallness complex so we'll see where that goes but that was kind of like the last big thing that happened in the show and Mm -hmm. yeah for the most part i'm thinking it's a pretty interesting show but yeah Mm. (laughs) i'm gonna watch more good good i forgot to say before uh
0: one thing that I want that I did want to point out about uh, about Yamato twenty one ninety nine and the movie are that they're uh, directed by the guy who did, who's done like so he did he did a setting assistance for uh, Yamato three, which I think people in the U.S. if they know about Star Blazers the Yamato localization uh, is be forever Yamato, but he was like. From from Double Z, he was he's a mechanical designer on the Gundam stuff. Uh he's the main mechanical designer for Pat Labor. He's the uh the dragon and character designer for Record of Lodos War, uh Infinite Reuvius. Tetsuan Birdie, he did creature design. Uh Jinro did mechanical design, Escaflone did armor design, and he directed Razafon. And so <laughs> that's his Oh yeah, and he was in, did design for Ergo proxy and for Eureka 7 and for toward the Terra. And yeah, it's he is a, a lifer. Um, but this is I think his second direction is as is doing Yamato. So it's good that he's good that he's getting work. <laughs> <sighs> uh, sorry, I just had to throw in some we hadn't been doing much production production stuff, so I, I had to throw that in at the end. Anyhow, uh, is that all? I know that we don't have any questions to answer. Yeah. It's all for me. So, uh, for the next episode, listen to us talk about deres, like tsundere, kudere, yandere, waifus, and best girls. We're going to be talking <laughs> about anime and parasocial fandom. How do people relate to or over-relate to the characters in the shows they watch? And in the meantime... I have
2: no
1: idea what I'm going to talk about in this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> You should have just said it's, an, it's another eccentric family spotlight. So <laughs> <laughs> so rate
0: and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Twitter at Keyframes Pod. Find us on Facebook. Search for Keyframes Podcast. Email us questions. Keyframespodcast at gmail.com. And of course, tell a friend that Andy's not on this one and won't say any cutesy sort of thing to, to over-refine us and pad out our running length. Good luck, Andy. Yes, good <laughs> yep. luck. Ganbatte. Gan <laughs> in the meantime, in the meantime, meantime, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.